This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Mook Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Mook Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with Mook Delivery. So the only thing left to say is, Georgie, check for Dadsy. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. <laughs> only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery free in term supply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Leicester City have a penalty kick in the six minutes of injury time. Injury time. Injury time. Look out, takes. Almunia saves. Look out, follows in. Almunia saves again. And now what? I won't say good evening, everybody, because I think we all know that ain't the case. That was pretty shite, wasn't it? Uh, with bells on. Justin, um, let you in there. Sorry about uh, starting it a little bit late, guys. Just had a frantic uh, run around trying to find a headphone socket. But there you go, Justin. Um, uh, what, what, are your thought, what are your thoughts before I start picking over the bones and we get everybody in to, uh, to get their thoughts on uh, on what was, I have to say... A dire performance away at Ewood Park. Uh, what were your first thoughts? Then I'll go through it, and then we'll get everybody on. Well, I'm just looking at other tweets and things, and it, it, I didn't realise we hadn't won in seven matches. That's that's yeah. um, something that no. I hadn't actually picked up on until I read that. Once. We had the Middlesbrough game. Right, so we've won, won, won once in seven matches, have we? Yep. Right, okay. Well, that, that speaks for itself. Uh, it's it's appalling. It's absolutely appalling. Um, one of the worst games I've seen for a long time. I, I couldn't see what we were trying to do. Um, I thought we lacked conviction. Um, it was just awful, awful. I mean, to, to, to you know, we had a penalty that wasn't given. Was that goal offside or was there some other reason that our goal wasn't given? That's I'm not quite sure what happened there. Um I think I think I think one of the things, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna pick up on that. And anybody who wants to bring anything positive, <laughs> good luck with that one today. But obviously, it's been one of those one of those games where it's just been absolutely atrocious. But but we know that yes, there were some players not available. This was a game surely about the players who were there and yet did not turn up. 
Um, there are several hundred people who have made the journey up to Ewood Park. I mean, this is the equivalent for me of last year's Wolves game where we lost 4-0 away. Yeah. I appreciate it's not a 4-0 scoreline. And please, if you want to tell me I'm wrong, you come on and tell me. Well, But that night, Pete, I, I did, remember being... I did suggest doing a, sp- a spaces at our time. a lot time. of people had, on a, on a midweek game... They they kind of probably taken the day off or left early and they spent you know especially at the moment with the you know kind of cost of living crisis very good money getting up to uh, in that case Molyneux in this case even further to Ewood Park and the players who were there simply weren't there um, in the main my 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 one caveat that I'll throw on that was I think Keenan Davis shows again that you know. As he gets fitness, he is going to provide what we probably need there. But it was um, it was shocking. The goal uh, was was very interesting. I watched the uh, I watched I caught the the replay of the goal because the the Blackburn Rovers feed was um, about a minute behind, and I turned over and it was quite funny watching them try to justify the fact that it was clearly offside when it clearly wasn't. Um, you know, all of the other commentators were confirming. Well, this doesn't seem to be a there seems to be no reason why this goal has been disallowed. But that notwithstanding. Had it been allowed, it would have been completely papering over the cracks. Yes, I agree. Um, but maybe if we'd had the penalty so, as well, it might have been a there two we go. draw. Right, we've got some requests. Let's get a few people in here. Let's get a few people in. Let's get George in here, first of all, and uh, and see what everybody has to say. Like we can't kind of obviously get an imagine about how you might feel. George, sir, if you want to hit your uh, your your mic button, you can come off mute and let us know what your thoughts are after after what was definitely one of the worst performances of the season. But what are your thoughts? Um I'm not even going to um speak about the performance. I'm going to speak about the owners because they're the ones that employed these players and they're the ones that have totally and utterly neglected key areas that have needed addressing for the last seven years, probably even longer. I don't I don't get people that back the owners. I don't get how they're not sick of it. It's embarrassing. That performance was embarrassing. These players are embarrassing and they're letting the manager down. And honestly, I hope it doesn't happen, but I wouldn't be surprised if he got sacked because it's an utter disgrace at how badly run our club is. And I and I, I it's about time fans that are Gino Pozzo in, which is bizarrely mental to me need to get their heads out their ass and realize how bad this is getting because we're genuinely an embarrassment and i don't get how they can allow it to go on any longer because granada fans protested and whoever other club they protested and they got their they got their word out and it worked why can't we sorry say about the granada fans again so they protested because obviously the Pozzos sold the club when it was still in La Liga, talking about Granada, it was taken over by the Chinese consortium and got relegated. And then they've come up and, and obviously done better since, I think. I don't know where they are this season. W- w- was that was that a, a protest under the Potsos to sell to the Chinese consortium? When, when was that? I've seen somewhere where it said they just protested, so I'm taking it off of facts. So well, I could be yeah, completely yeah. Okay. But okay, again, right. it's just... I don't. I your point. Um, your point being is is that you feel the time is to protest against the owners because of the players there. Would you put any element of accountability down to Rob Edwards on that performance tonight, and any of the six out of the last seven games that we failed to win? To be fair, I don't think I can only. To be fair, I can't even pick one game where we've actually looked quite good. I think we've been quite lucky. 
Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree with you. I agree with you. And I think you're right when you said I wouldn't be surprised if he if 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 he was fired. And I don't say I want him to be fired in any way, shape or form. I'm in agree I think I'm I think we're in agreement on that, George. But it's it's the kind of performance that in the past has seen the hair trigger change a direction from from the potsos and 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 uh, it, it had that feel of it it had that feel of it so george thank you sir very good very mm-hmm. good start uh, a very impassioned plea to say look the owners are there but we need to uh, we need to be changing runners and riders at the top table let's bring on let's add as a speaker let's bring on pidge um from tailor-made army tv tma tv pidge are you there hello mate Mate, yeah, thanks for letting us on. Um, if, no worries. If, first and foremost, I'd just like to um, say I really feel sorry for the guys and girls, like you said, have travelled up there today for that shit show. Um, that's first and foremost. But, yeah, I also actually have a bit of sympathy for Rob because apparently um, he made a big thing about, you know, he's had a go at the squads. They've got to make sure they don't, you know, we've got to start well. He just... You know the players are not responding. We've been the, the players have been crap for a number of months, and it they just don't buy into anything that we do. You know, rather whether it not be the culture or anything, but that's what's really frustrating me because Robbie is trying to change it. I'm not trying to be pro Robbie. I'm just trying to look at it from another. No, 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 no. But he's trying to change the culture. He's trying to change the way we play. But it just looks like it's that we're playing like we did under Ivich with five at the back and playing so narrow and negative. Um, we have got players that can change the game, obviously. And I just, I feel that the players are not buying into what he's trying to do, which I do think he's trying to do everything for the good. Oh, I think, I think he's obviously very well-meaning. I think parts of, parts of the complaints after the Rotherham game were the fact that, well, one of the things we haven't seen under Rob has been the pressing, the high pressing that we saw from uh, that that was seen from certainly the earlier stages of of his Forest Green Rovers side. Yeah. They kind of fell away a bit in the second half. They probably got a bit worked out, whatever. But we haven't seen that. We haven't seen much aggression or much movement in terms of trying to press the opposition. I thought tonight, if anybody did listen to um, uh, our preview in uh, kind of thing, which we did with uh, with the guys from the uh, uh, Blackburn Rovers uh, uh, the FC supporters uh, pod, this was a this Blackburn side that we've seen tonight has been built on a budget. It has been built on the basis of one bringing through academy products and also by basically going around at the quote unquote at the of the Liverpools, the Man Uniteds, you know, the equivalent of our Arsenal's, Tottenham, Chelsea's, yeah. you know, the big, the big, the big people there, and basically pulling in those guys who've been released and giving them a second go. It has not been, you know, built with any level of, oh crikey, you know, huge network or a huge expense. But what you saw from them tonight was there was so much movement in comparison to us. I mean, the, you know, the wife said to me, there seems to be more Blackburn players on the pitch. And you know how annoying it is when a family member starts saying things like that. Yes. But she wasn't wrong because they were moving. They were going from one position into another. We've spoken about square pegs in round holes for the whole of the season. Um and interestingly, we've had a painstaking kind of, I mentioned Keenan Davis there. We've seen him painstakingly bought into, you know, kind of more football, more football, slightly longer time on the pitch. But Ngakia gets thrown in because, you know, camera got, got pulled, pulled up against, uh, uh, pulled up against, uh, against Rotherham. So, 
and Gakia is thrown straight in and therefore gets a, you know, he's out again for, for how long? We don't know. We don't know. Run now, Exactly. Well, a lot, a lot of people are saying that the, uh, the, the honeymoon for Rob appears to be over. Is that a team who are playing to get their manager sacked? Yeah. It, it, that's how it felt to me. It yeah. felt like they weren't putting it in. You said earlier on, they're not buying into what's what's been required, and it's the attitude. And if if you know the fans can say we want to have Rob stay there, all we want to have, you know, all we want. But if the players don't get on board and start putting in a shift, and it's as fundamental as putting in a shift. Yes, you need to have organisation. Yes, you need to have systems and formation and, and an idea of where you're going to play. But if you do not fundamentally decide, or you, you almost consciously decide that we're not going to outwork the opposition. It all goes for a ball of chalk. Absolutely, it does. Yes. Mate. And the thing is, I said this all last season, so the season before, the season up, yep, before yep. that. Well, I, it's not the losing that um, really pisses me off. It's the fact that it looks it looks from the outside when you're watching it that they're not trying sometimes or they're not putting that 110% effort. I mean, every manager worth, its, worth their corn will say they won't have a go at you for putting in a shift. It's when you look like you're not wanting to put that extra yard in is when it pisses them off. And that's what really annoys me when you clearly can see some of these players are not putting in 110% every game. They're not going to be playing 9, 10 out of 10 every game, but as long as they're putting a shift every game, that's all you want to see, the bare minimum. Very good, very good. Cheers, Pitch. Thank you, sir. Uh, great, Cheers, always, always great from you, sir. Uh, we've got loads of people wanting to get on, so we're going to be trying to move through them nice and uh, uh, nice and regularly, so that we can get to everybody. I appreciate it. it's been one of those nights, and uh, and people might want to have a rant and a rave. So, uh, Uncle will be coming to you very shortly. Um, uh, Neil, I'm going to come to you shortly, but I just want to see if we can get Carl in. Carl, are you there now? Yeah, hi. If you hit your mic, how are you? Yeah, go. sorry, my my dog decided that it was toilet time, and I picked up something that looked like that performance. <laughs> uh, other metaphors no, are you. available, but none, none are better. <laughs> well go on, yeah. go on, then take us through. What well, you just, just on the back of what Pidge said there, really, just just effort. I think the, the you know we, we're constantly going behind this season, so we're, we're already on a on a losing foot in in terms of we're always chasing the game. Defensively, I know a few people have called out Cabaselli. Um, I, I caught the end of um, somebody's call that. It was uh, the, the, the Potsos had to go and, and so forth. I mean, I, I don't know how old that person was, but if you were with me in the in the 90s, there was some dire shite then. And I know it's a frustrating evening. I know everybody's uh, concerned, and rightly so, because what I saw there tonight wasn't good. And there, and there is a – and you've just said it there, Peter, that the honeymoon period probably is up now. Um, but – you know, I think we do have to be careful what we wish for. You know, the, the, the pot saves for everything that they've done wrong. There's probably an argument that you could say they've done well in other areas. Um, and, I, and I don't know what people really expect. We're, we're a club that is punching above our weight in the Premier League. What do people really, really expect? Uh, you know, and I'll kind of hand this over to whoever comes on later for, for you know, to answer. But what do you expect of this club? Do you expect us to be in the Premier League season after season, or do you expect us to be a yo-yo club? Or, or you know, you you tell me. I, th- I think it's I think it's going to be a reasonable question to ask because today we came up against a team who are owned and have been owned for I think for about seven years by a company called the Venki family, who are 
uh, chicken producers in in India. And we, we had a chat with a, a lovely chap called Ian uh, yesterday. If you didn't hear the preview show, you're unlikely to go and listen to it now. But trust me, it was 25 minutes more enjoyment than you got from that show in tonight. Um, and, and he said, you know, quote, unquote, you know, nobody has got has found a strategy that the Venkis have ever had at any point. But we've got we've been given an, an absolute doing by them today. I mean, two nil was a flattering scoreline, to be quite frank, um, which was very disappointing. But it's all fair enough. We will find out what people say. Obviously, we're not in the Premiership at the moment. We are in the Championship, and we are having to cut our cloth accordingly. So we'll see. But in the meantime, let's go across to Mr. Neil Silverstein, guys. I know you're there. We're going to come across to you as soon as we can get through to everybody. Neil, how are you, sir? After that load of old uh, stuff. Probably about as good as the uh, output from Carl's dog. Um, <laughs> yeah, true. So I'll, I'll answer Carl's question. What do I expect? I expect owners that are fully aware that, that we are on a downward trend, right? Mm-hmm. And that th- they are absolutely responsible for it. So the, the way that my mind works out is they've recruited fucking awfully across the, 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 the whole squad. Um, they've then deployed a for want of a better phrase, strategy of constantly firing a manager. So what that does is the, the players down tools because they know that their contracts will be honoured, unless you're Danny Rose because he then just gets paid up. Mm-hmm. So th- there's little consequence to the players if they don't perform because they know what, what what will happen is the posos will just pull the trigger on whoever happens to be you know, walking into the manager's office for the next six months. So it's, it, it is, it's something that's been building for three or four seasons, and that th- they have to be fully accountable for it. It is Duxbury and it is Pozzo's fault, right? That I voted with my feet because I'm not putting money into the club, right? That's the only way, that's what they want from the club, so it's the only way to hurt them. Um, I, and, you know, everyone venting their spleen on Twitter space is great, but until we start mm-hmm. to show some of that passion in the ground towards them, and make them feel uncomfortable, um, they're just going to carry on oblivious to it because they're just drawing out what they want from it month in, month out. I mean, Duxbury's fucking stealing money from all of us, right? Absolutely, metaphorically speaking, obviously. Um, <laughs> but it is, is it, so to get back to Carl's question about what I want, I want owners that actually really do care, right? All of the bollocks that, that Duxbury gave out at the back end of last year about lessons learned and giving mm-hmm. you a chance. I mean, I think he named Shaq Ball as a player that was going to be a big part. Fucker's not even been given a chance, right? So they need to start doing what they say, but it's too late because they've made empty promises for, you know, four or five seasons now. Um, they're spineless um, and they're, they're, they're sucking the heart and soul out of the club or out of the club that's there now. Um, and it is going to be a long, long journey to turn it around. They won't want to let go of it until they extract every single penny they can get from it, whether it's directly or indirectly. Um, I think the concern that I've got is that, and, and actually I'll caveat that, I'm not sure it is totally Rob Edwards' team selection, right? Because if you break it down, assembling the squad, you you put a portion of that to Duxbury and Pozzo. Set it, who goes out on the on the pitch each game? I assume that's Edwards' responsibility. And you have to question why he is sticking with some of the players and the, well, I call it a formation. I just think it's fucking random, just 11 players thrown out there and go, Let, let's give the ball to Sar or Pedro and hope they throw some magic and hope that one of the others falls over and blocks a shot. Because there's very little structure or 
um, progression in how we play. It's the, in fact, I think it's the same shit. It's getting worse shit time and time again. So you, you kind of break it down to those two elements. And then the third element, uh-huh. some of the players are not applying themselves fully, right? And that breaks down to the fact that they're comfortable. They've all got their contracts. They know they're financially set up. And, you know, six months down the line, Max, they'll get a new own, a new manager that comes in that, that tries to revive them. It, it, it's a, it's like changing deck chairs on the Titanic. The fucking destination is going to be the same place, right? Uh-huh. So until something significant changes, I'm sorry, but, you know, it, it, we're going to get a repeat performance. All right, we, one in six or seven, we might get something. But, I mean, that Blackburn side, they've only kept clean three clean sheets in now the last 19 games. And we've got players with the, the, the calibre and the, I guess, the reputation of Sar and Pedro. Fucking hell, they've got to be turning up and doing something. Well, you would hope they would be. You would hope they would be, but we weren't. And you, as you said, so there we go. It's going to be, it's going to be, any, anybody who wants to come on and say something positive, good luck. Thank you, Neil. I appreciate that because it's going to be hard pressed to, uh, to get everything in, um, in terms of, in terms of positivity going forward. So we shall see where we go. We shall see where we go. Right. I'm going to add in, uh, Ben. Ben, or indeed otherwise known as Yao Pegram. Uh, hey, Ben. Evening, evening, well. I, I, saw, I saw your tweet mentioning Newcastle during the game, and I have to say I did kind of go, yeah, yeah, yeah. What are your thoughts on tonight, sir? Overall? Well, I think I just want to echo what Neil said, actually. I was thinking the same thing. I think Rob has either got his hands tied with, with some way or he can't see something we can all see, how he can play Kayembe and Chowdhury just together in a midfield two where we're overrun every single game. Kayembe doesn't uh, follow a man for love nor money. Um, and we've got three centre-backs when we're never playing up against two strikers. And it's just a waste. We're sort of, we're playing massively. It's the biggest round peg in square hole situation I think we've ever seen. Um, and that comes down partly to recruitment. But I think if Rob does have more of a say than the and the Pozos aren't dictating stuff, he needs to just play some different players that are from the youth set up and other things. I think we'd all prefer to see a bunch of kids go out there and try really hard and, and get beaten than this sort of shower of shit that we've seen where we've got players that aren't cutting it anymore. Cascart shouldn't be there. Cabaselli shouldn't be there. How Sierra Alta was the one that was taken off. No idea. Kayembe can't run properly. Like, there's just a list of players that either aren't good enough or just can't be asked anymore. And that, I think, is what's drained us all, where we just can't be bothered to watch that anymore, where you just look and see no effort. No, I can't disagree with any of this tonight, I have to say. I thought the, the, the fact that we kept the ball at the back again and kept moving it backwards and backwards, and then what would happen would be um, Chowdhury would come in for 10 yards. He'd try and draw a player in behind him and we'd play the, the ball into him, but he was he had somebody tight on him, so he'd bounce it back and then we'd fling the ball up front. And invariably, that would go to nobody in particular because nobody up front, until Keenan Davis, and please tell me if I'm wrong and I'm, I'm, you know, I still thought Keenan Davis showed us something tonight, until he came on, there was nobody prepared to put their body on the line up front or to make a run or to try to attempt to win a header um, in order to try to turn a bad ball into into a good ball at any point. It was just, it was, I think as, as uh, I think it might have been Neil, but as you just echoed there, it all felt completely and utterly off the cuff. 
it was like, right, we've got the ball. What are we going to do with it now? Oh, this is, and it, it was almost like a surprise if we did anything half decent. The moment the ball changed hands, exactly as as with the QPR game the other week, they transitioned so quickly. They broke so quickly. They moved bodies forward. Every time we got the ball, they shut us down. It was literally down to individual work rates that allowed them to impose their game plan on us. And we didn't try and impose anything on anybody at any point, which was just so frustrating. Uh, ben, thank you very much. So I'm going to crack on because we've got to get through. We've got loads of people to get to. And uh, and I appreciate everybody waiting for us. Please bear with us. We will come. We will come to you. So get prepared to be told that he was right all along because we're going to go to the Florida Massive or one half thereof. Ron, uncle. Hello. Yes, I'm here. Um, an an abomination and I've been proven right months of abuse I've received I don't care, water off a duck's back but I'm right and and forget me people are speaking up now people are furious with these owners what a wonderful call from Neil a wonderful call but also very sad very sad about how he's how he feels now about the club and it's it's time that other people speak up, and it's so sad. And Carl, I don't know what you're talking about. You seem a nice bloke, but I don't know what you're talking about. Be careful what you wish for. We're in the second division. I don't think I think we spent what two seasons out the last forty eight. Um, someone will have to check that, but something like that. Two seasons out the no, last that, forty eight. No, years. no, no, you're wrong. Sorry, Uncle, Uncle. You're yeah, wrong. you're well you're off thinking, the pace there. No, 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 no. no, no. Can I? Can oh. I no, no, you are. You are. Sorry. Can I just correct? Because I understand what you're trying yes. to say. In in the first fifty years until basically GT came along, we spent only two years out of the. Oh no, no, divisions. that's right. But I meant the last forty eight years. That's what I said. The last 48 years under the Pecci, under and under everything until the Pozzo came along, we were in the second division bar two years when we went down into the third. No, no, the last 48 years since since this year, Peter. Two seasons out of the last 48 years have only been spent in the yeah. lower two divisions. Yes, yeah, oh, yeah, that's... that's Yes, absolutely. Sorry, I thought you said it was only spending the championship. Oh, sorry. Perhaps I said the wrong word. Perhaps I spent the wrong word. Reiterate. Two two years. We're we're agreeing. Sorry, sorry, sorry. Two seasons out of the last 48 have been out of the top two divisions. Right. So, I mean, we're historically, we're in a, a familiar place. So we are. I don't understand what be careful what you wish for. Um, I wish for a proper youth academy. I wish for an owner who is not obsessed with player trading and actually cares about the team as a whole. And I want a proper football club. And if they cared for Watford in any way, they would. I've said it so many times. He'd move his office out the training ground. He'd hire a real director of football. Do you know that Gioretta is the most despised director of football in Udinese's history? He failed. But there are too many Watford fans who... I'm sorry to say, are absolute cowards who are patted on the head, who are frightened to speak up, and until they do, nothing will change. And they're, they're, people are embarrassing themselves. Rupert, yes. Can I, can, I, can I just ask you, has there ever been a time where you've been happy 
to be a Watford fan? It's a genuine question. I'm not. I'm not being sarcastic. Yes. When were you at your happiest supporting? Uh, I, I Watford? thought the two seasons when Graham Taylor came back, the two successive promotions, I was very happy. And the happiest I've been was when um, Ad Boothroyd transformed a club similar to now. People who are happy to be a little Watford mentality under Ray Lewington and in the space of one transfer window uh, transformed the club and got us promotion. So that, that, that's, I hope that answers your question. It does. Yeah. I just, I was just curious. It does answer my question. Thank you. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. It's, uh, it's, 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 it's not a night to hold back. If you want to feel, you want to say something, you, you say it here. Ron, in fairness, has been um, on this path on this trajectory for well as long as we've been doing twitter spaces um you know kind of relentlessly but other people are looking at this in terms of tonight in terms of the the recent trajectory we said about that you know what one win in in seven games at the moment how much of that are we putting at rob's door how much are we putting it at the at the owner's door at Jaretta's door at scott duxbury's door where are we apportioning blame that's for everybody to come on and say what what they feel um Ben, sir, I've uh, oh, I had let you in, but let me let me try add you as speaker. Uh, ben Beachy, if you hit your uh, your mic button, you should be able to uh, come on and talk to us. Hello there, hello, hello, Ben, hello, <laughs> yeah. sir. Thank you for waiting. Thank you, everybody, by the way, who is waiting. We will come to you. Sorry, Ben, fire away, sir. What did you want to say about uh, tonight in the season, uh, etc.? Well, long time lurker, first time speaker to start off with. Good stuff. I'm glad to hear another lurker. We had another lurker the other Saturday. Lurking is a fine thing. It's a good tradition. Carry it on. Yeah, man, I just I, frustration falls over. Do you know what I mean? I think uh, Neil Neil put the the points out eloquently, and Uncle Ron, though sometimes I do think he goes a little bit too far. I think he's been more and more on the money as the weeks have gone on. Um, I remember the time where you know the Bassini times, and before then you know, sort of early 90s and stuff. Um, and it, it's getting more and more to the point where, although we were a worse team, I I enjoyed the days more. I enjoyed the games more. I enjoyed like, yeah, we were shit, but we still we still enjoyed the, the day more. And um, yeah, with, with regards to the Pozos, yeah, I think they've been trying to fit, they've been trying to do quick fixes for so many years. And, you know, you'll get a new manager in and they'll go, right, bring in a quick fix and it'll work for a few weeks. And then they'll plug in some holes for recruitment and stuff. Every now and again, they'll bring in a gem that will flog off like, you know, Richarlison or, um, or you know, JP or Saar or whatever. Um, yeah. But sooner or later, it's going to bite you on the arse. And, and, and you're going to have a disjointed squad, which is what, we, what we've got now. You're going to have um, what we've got now is is a, a, a incredibly slow defence, like no one's got any pace. Uh, we've got a midfield that aren't that have got no creativity amongst them, um, and then you're just relying on on two individuals to. And so tonight with JP, JP had a, didn't have a very good game tonight because they they found him out. Uh, they quickly the the championship sides have realised that he is our main player he is the guy that's been creating all our stuff um over the last few weeks and so they were on him as soon as he got the ball they were on him the whole game and uh and so he had a he had a shit game tonight and so because of that we didn't create a single thing and um it's 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 just so disjointed and how Cabaselli and Cathcart are starting this year when two years ago when we were down in championship they weren't good enough when they were younger 
and better. I just don't, I don't get why, <laughs> why that's not been sorted out. Do you know what I mean? Why it's not been addressed. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's all good. That's all fair stuff. Ben, thank you, sir. No thank you, first of all, for your lurking, because that's always appreciated. But secondly, thanks for coming on and talking to us. That's, that's, that's wonderful stuff. And don't be a stranger. Do come on again. That would be great to see you. Um, Greg, Wendover on, sir. Hello, Hello. Hello, Hello. Hello, mate. So thank, thankfully, I didn't make the journey up there. Oh my word! Oh my word! First, you know, I, I made some notes. First half, outnumbered in midfield, woeful at the back. Masterclass by um, Johansson, putting Diaz out wide up against Onigakia. Yeah. Absolute masterclass. Um, and basically, all your money tied up in a player who even prior to his injury, didn't look interested to me. The boy's made of glass, isn't he? Made of glass. Uh, I fear he's counting the weeks until the World Cup uh, because he doesn't want to get injured prior to uh, Senegal going off to uh, the biggest tournament in the world. Very, very frustrating, Pete. Very, very fr- frustrating. On the pot, so it, you, you know my position on the pot, so situation I tend to agree with uh, with Carl. Yes, be careful what you wish for. Yes, I agree that we were in the for, in the championship um, through other owners, and we're at that level now. However, let's not forget staying in the championship over those rotten seasons in the nineties and late eighties. Staying in the championship was uh, was was a success. They were rotten, and no matter what you think of this team, I don't think it's going down. I don't think it will struggle to stay in the championship. However, very disappointed. Blimey, the moment you, you suddenly said the fear of going down, I thought, my God, yes, that's, that's a dawning, dawning realisation. Um, I mean, during um, last week, obviously, uh, we, we, we delayed the, the putting out and we kind of hardly kind of, did our normal fanfare about it. We had an interview with Courtney Halls, um, who wasn't available today as Kamara wasn't, etc. And I said at the start of this, it, this has got to be about the players who were there today. Um, Courtney Halls was kind of in, was, 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 was one, he was really, he was a really lovely guy. Um, and it, it was great having him on there. And I think, I think we saw the difference between having him at the back there as somebody who can actually pass the ball with a level of assurity and, and quality out from the back and also somebody who can actually defend um, has kind of tended to help us a little bit but he seemed he, we, we really kind of warmed to him very very quickly and he seems very pleased to be at Watford and wanting to play um, but that notwithstanding my concern and my question which I which I put to somebody earlier on apologies I can't quite remember which of the callers I put it to does that look like a team performance tonight where the team are looking to turn around and say well if we sort of down tools and if we don't work we rec- we reckon the shift will come in and they'll move rob on because I'm not saying they do. I'm not saying we want that. We certainly don't. We want Rob to be a success, at least unless anybody wants to come on and tell me otherwise. We want to try to stick with a, a, a bright young manager, but we need to see a lot more from that team. That's how we're judging Rob. And if that team aren't putting in the performances, there's only one person who's really going to be judged overall, and that is Rob Edwards. Am I wrong on that? 
you're not wrong, Pete, but I hope not. You know, I hope I hope that isn't the attitude in the dressing room. I, I you know, um, did it look like it tonight? Possibly, possibly did. Uh, yeah, I think I think House is going to be Hall's House, whatever you want to call him. Hall's going to be a going to be a big player. However, he's injured again. Um, have we brought have we brought somebody in? Made another one made of glass. Well, you know, he's got he's got he's got a sprained ankle, which you can turn at turn at any point. It's not, uh, yeah. you know, the, the one of the problems I think with uh, with as we say about about the man made of glass, um, Ishmael Asar, for anybody who's not sure, is that when you've got somebody who's a racing snake like that, somebody who can go that quickly, then quite often their hamstrings are as tight as anything, and they're like yeah, thorough, Pete, they're like Pete, thoroughbred racing horses. Pete, like, he didn't look, look interested before he pulled up. Oh no, in my opinion, I don't disagree. And and we talked about Ngakia when the ball was played to Ngakia, he was constantly looking to play the line ball. All, all the time. Yeah. And, of course, there was nobody looking to make a line run because he's playing Saar inside. So, again, square pegs, square you know, square And Gakia got, got, got forward once. He did. Once. He did. No, he, he was being pressured. So, he was looking to play the out ball. And from the out ball, yeah. from the right side, is you go line. You go down the line. Um, and at no point did anybody read that until... Keenan Davis came on, and then we're suddenly kind of making runs into those pockets. Um, I still think he is positive, a big positive, and we need to see a reaction on Saturday. Otherwise, I think there will be a big turning, um, you know, and a and a a visible and vocal response towards the director's box if we don't see a response on on Saturday. I I say with no joy in my heart whatsoever. Cheers, Greg. Thank you, sir. Cheers, mate. Um, right, Sir Hill, sir. Sorry to keep you there, everybody. We are coming. We're getting through everybody. Not as quick as we can because we, we just need you to sit in there and listen to it in the meantime, and then we can get on you get you on to, to say your bits. So he'll come to you just just one minute, mate, because I just want to read some of the quick um, five-word uh, reviews out because uh, people have been good enough to come on it. Uh, Frey put, embarrassed by that performance, Lee Anselmo said, HMS shit the bed. That's, that doesn't sound positive to me. Malk, clueless from front to back. Uh, where are the new owners, said Watford Status. Andrew Argent said, we deserve nothing. Utter shite. <laughs> Louis Teixeira said, get comfy here to stay. I think he means the championship. I'm pretty sure he means the championship. John Parslow, can we cancel this weekend? That doesn't sound positive, John. Never mind, never mind. So he also... Here at the famous Sloping Pitch Podcast, we're following the greatest show on earth. But would you like pitch side seats for all the action in Qatar? The heat, the goals, the drama? Well, so would we. But why not join me, Nick Hancock, in Stoke-on-Trent and co-host Chris England in London's SW16. Every game live from England. The famous Sloping Pitch Podcast. We think this tournament could be OK. Sport Social. What are your thoughts? Where are you with everything? Hello, mate. How am I doing all right? Hello, yeah. Not too bad, thank you. Yeah, good, good. Um, look, look we've, we've, had, we've had over a week now to work on everything in training. Yeah. Um, I, I don't see what we've, what we've worked on. We've played nine games now, um, and I think really we've been outplayed in nearly every single game bar one. Um, it, it, it is pathetic. Look, that defence, again, shambles. Shambles defending both goals week in, week out. It's happening. You know, we talk about it every week. Nothing changes. Look, we've got a front three that can score goals, but there's no creativity behind it to provide them the service. So, they, you know, I can't really see where that where that ball is going to come from. 
we're not creating anything. Um, you know, and, and the people calling for Rob's heads, give your heads a wobble, lads. Give your heads a, a wobble. You know, it's a joke. He's got a team that personally is not his, well, he, he doesn't, you know, there's a few players in there that I don't think should be in that team and he, I don't think he wants him in that team. Um, he's been given a team that's not, that's not good enough. The board have, have, have been a shambles for me the last couple of seasons in regards to transfers. Um, I think we're all over the place at the minute. Um, this isn't, this isn't a, a, a sort of top six team at the minute. And I and personally, it's not a promotion winning team. I don't think so. Mid table at best from what I'm seeing at the moment. And I think, I, you know, I can't see improving um, at the minute anyway. The players, they're not good enough. It's simple as that. You know, we can have 10, 15 managers like we have. And it's always these same players who don't want to play. They're just not good enough. How you can have Cathcart at the back, you know, 36, 37, however old he is. Absolute shambles. You know, Davis came on today. He was our best player. He's not even match fit. Yeah. You know, that tells you everything. And, uh, you know, and I've seen Edwards come out today with his comments after the match. And one thing stood out and he said, there was a lack of spirit and fight. I think that tells you everything. Nine games in, no spirit, no fight. And that's come from the manager. What's going on in that club? Absolute shambles. That's appalling. That's appalling. I hadn't seen his, com- hadn't seen his comments because uh, I came on, had a fight with some headphones, and then got on here straight after. Yeah, so, yeah um, and, and just one more thing, actually. Um, the the nine games in, um, we, we've we've been poor nine games, really. Let's be honest. Yeah. Um, I personally, we know we know how the posers are like. I honestly think already Gino is under. Um, sorry, um, Rob is under massive pressure already going into Saturday. Nine games in, you know what they're like. If they don't see great performances. You know, they can they can switch like that, and, and I'm a bit worried for for Rob at the minute because it's not working out for him at the moment. And have they got the have they got the the balls to stick with him? Personally, I don't know about that. Um, I think Saturday's a massive game for him, massive. I think it is. I mean, we we spoke about a lot of things in the in the close season, including the fact that we as fans have to shift our mentality and thank you for that Seal. great stuff as always um in terms of not expecting people to just kind of come in and you know play badly and off we shunt and we'll move on to the next one but i have to say when i was watching the game i turned to the other half and said well this is exactly the kind of performance that that makes the uh that makes the pot so so kind of itchy trigger fingered happy in terms of uh, dispensing with people's services gary gary sir how are you and then we're coming to uh then we're coming to uh louis then paul then aiden uh, we, we get, we're getting through you guys. Sorry to uh, keep you waiting there. Gary. Peter, I'm absolutely fucking furious after that. Absolutely furious. It was absolutely dreadful. Lackluster. Disorganised. They looked clueless. It was dire. And as they said, no fight, no spirit. It is absolutely outrageous. And dare I say perverse that we are still playing <laughs> well, the well played, same well centre. We're still playing the same centre backs that we got relegated with last time. It's 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 ludicrous. You know, Uncle Ron was absolutely correct with this. He got so much crap on Twitter from what he was saying, but he was right. He was absolutely right. You know, Duxbury said we're going to back Rob Edwards to the hell or high water. They haven't done that. He, they all need to go. Pozzo needs to go. Duxby needs to go. Giriel needs to go. All of them. Okay. Who needs to come in? 
<laughs> I've got it, no it, idea. It, but that's the sixty-four million. That's the sixty-four. Uh, that's the question. Get, uh, I, I yeah. certainly wouldn't get rid of Edwards. It's not his fault. We do not have the quality of players to play how he wants to play. We just haven't got them. If anybody, thank thank you for that, Gary. Excellent as always. If anybody listened to the, uh, we did this kind of start of the season review, which went out um, just before, obviously, the sad news uh, of the Queen's passing um, in the middle of last week. And we did a kind of a grade, if you will, for, we did it, sorry, uh, we did a grading for how Rob had done. And it was somewhere between a B and a C. And then we did a grading for how the Potso's transfer dealings had been done and it was always significantly lower. I think there's um, good to hear people saying, no, you know, we've got patience and we want Rob to be back here. That's, that's great stuff. I'm glad. I'm very, very pleased to hear that. But the question is going to be is one, if there is going to be a protest, how is it going to be put together? We've, we've heard people saying, you know, people need to do this. Neil has said about, you know, voting with his feet, no longer putting money into the club, no longer supporting. Um, it, yeah, or, no, that's wrong. He's, he's very much supporting, but not supporting financially because you've got to hit him where it hurts. The problem is, is the value of the actual support base attending games versus the TV revenue is is minuscule when you get to the Premier League. But we shall see. Aiden, Aiden, sir, what would you what would you like to say? Can you hear me? We can hear you. We can hear uh, you. How are you doing? So I I have two theories to to like kind of explain the decline of Watford. But I think it's a mix really of Gino Pozzo not giving enough of a shit and him not knowing what he's doing really. Yeah. I think I think really he's seen he's made multiple errors and then once Watford have had bad results, we've got relegated, all that, had some of our best players leave. I think he's then stopped giving a shit because if he gave a shit, he would back us in the transfer window. He would back Rob Edwards. And really, he has not done that, really. I think. Okay. And I think I think he needs to either give Rob Edwards more time. I think he needs to back him in January. And if he doesn't do that, he can piss off, really. I don't... I, don't, I think what needs to happen is he needs to improve or he needs to go. I don't know if he will, but I hope he does, honestly, because I'm thankful for what he's done in the past, but really, it's not the past today, it's now, and if he's not doing anything now and not helping Watford Football Club get better and achieve higher, then what's the point of him staying? Well, you could say that, crikey, I'm, 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 I'm working hard to argue with you on this one, but if, you could say that sustainability is something yeah. in and of itself. If you look at Blackburn, um, again, and sorry to pick them up. Obviously, they are the most relevant one, but also because a couple of nights ago we chatted to uh, to a Blackburn uh, supporter, who, who of course, if you go back twenty years through somebody who took them up to the heights in Sir Jack Walker, they won they won the, the Premier League, and then since then they've been down in the in the in the third tier. Um, the, the the thing that, that that Ron and I were trying to discuss and kind of agreeing yet arguing with each other for some strange reason. Never mind. Ron was right. I was wrong. Um, and now they've come back up and they've had no seeming um, strategy in play. But they've they you know what they have done is they've invested in the youth. They've invested in you know young players in and around. They've tried to work intelligently. They've kept they've kept hold of uh, of Diaz because quote unquote. If we hadn't done that, I have no idea where the goals were going to come from. And they've kind of built a team around him. Um, are they yeah. sustainable is the question, because their parachute money is all, all all now gone, so they're having to cut their cloth accordingly. We have we have hooked 
our parachute money. So it's this season, it's almost shit or bust, really, yeah, not- from this particular point. I, I I agree with the sustainability. Like, I think it's good that we kept Jao Pedro and Saar. Uh-huh. And but obviously, give me a minute. But I think, like, I I think that like, sorry, but like, I think we need to like aim a bit higher. Even sustainability is good. Don't get me wrong. But I think that a football owner should be always achieving to aim higher. And I think sustainability is good, as you said. But we need to be aiming higher. So you're wanting to, you're wanting an owner to come in who's going to show and demonstrate more ambition and no, be more ambitious in terms of supporting the club to improve, yeah? Yes, but also it's either that or Gino Pozzo needs to improve or get help from someone who kind of knows right. what they're doing. So he either does it internally or yeah. from, from January forward, you'll be in the, uh, you'll be in the out category. Excellent. Uh, yeah. I, brilliant call. Well done. Thank you very much indeed, sir. Really appreciate it. And thank you so much for uh, for waiting so long to get on. Uh, Paul, sorry, sir, you've been waiting an absolute age. If you hit your mic button and let Abs- us know what your thoughts are. Absolutely no problem. Um, I think the biggest thing for me is playing players in their right positions and making sure we're getting players in the right place on the pitch. Yeah. For example, Ken Semmer at left back tonight. You know, he he is a player who wants to be space, running at people, exciting us as fans. Same with Saar. And we're playing these players out of position. Saar proved it back in um, the uh, Ivic era that he could not um, play up front. He had to yeah. score one goal against Wickham with a pretty easy header that most people would put in the back of the net. So we have to get those players exciting us and getting those players playing in positions where they're confident. And a bit like one of the uh, listeners said earlier, you know, why not fill that left-back position with a James Morris or someone like that to come in? You know, we want to see this young blood coming through. Let's make sure our best players, like the Semmers, like the Sars, are being given the best opportunity to play in the positions where they actually can do the most damage. And I don't think Edwards is doing that, unfortunately, for whatever reason, injuries, etc. But for me, players like Kayembe as well in uh, defence midfield playing on the right rather than the left. The guy's the most one left left footed <laughs> player I've ever seen. Yeah. If we can get him actually playing balls down the line through cross balls to Saar, he'll be much better than trying to work his body around the ball on the right hand side. So for me, yeah, that's that's the biggest thing, making sure we get these players who are our best players playing in their main positions. And, of course, an even more extended version of that, which is a great point, well made, is obviously Hassan Kamara playing out on the right when he's there. Exactly. Um, we, yeah. we can kind of understand why he's maybe putting him in there because I don't think Ngakia came in and, you know, played particularly well. But that's unsurprising because he hasn't played at all this season. Yeah. Um, and he's been and out think, injured. He's been hustled back. Sorry, I think uh, I think he has to look at his formation as well. The This this three five two three four three, whichever you think he kind of plays, probably doesn't suit us. Ngakia played his best football at West Ham when he got spotted as a 4-2-3-1. Uh, same with uh, Mary Gaspar. He's a right back. He's not a right wing back. Kamara, Semmer on the left is very, very strong. Um, so, yeah, I think that can be something which we see our, our team, you know, with those opportunities take. Uh, uh, Munoz did it very well. The the first when he came in, he realised that we could play well as a four three three with Semran Saar up top, and we we really kicked on from there. So I hope Edwards kind of starts to think about the formation he's playing and how he can get the best out of our best players rather than trying to put them into the square pegs. 
Yeah, I mean, against QPR, we started with a 4-2-3-1. I think there's only been two games, mm. to, to my memory, but please correct me if I'm wrong, where, where he's not started with the wing-back. And we come back to the to the points earlier on about, um, I mean, I, the, the famous quote really is Scott Duxbury's, we will, we will support um, Rob Edwards come hell or high water. But knowing that he plays the right wing-back, you know, because you're playing wing-backs, fails to give him a right wing back when there have been copious amounts of them available. We've talked about a whole load of them through the... Uh, through exactly. The and, we, um, and we are where we are now. We're, in, we're out the transfer window. We're not yeah. going to sign in more players. So he's got to look at that. And the best coaches nowadays adapt, don't they? You know, Absolutely. And that's, and that's what we have to see him start to do now. If he wants to be a top coach one day and in that top division, he has to be able to be fluid. He has to be able to change his formation when he needs to. And I think that's now. I think we have to adapt to that, that formation. Interestingly, when we when we spoke to Courtney Halls last week, we said um, one of the, one of the questions that came in from the because we didn't have long with him, so we just put the punters' questions. One of the questions was, do you prefer playing left centre back or do you prefer playing in a four? And Courtney Halls' answer was, I don't care, I just want to play. You just go in and you play your best position. We've, if you've got your best players in that playing in playing in their preferred position, I, I agree with you. I think a four two three one kind of starts to make a lot of sense. Mm. Um, it's certainly worth. Certainly I do, I do, I do think. Um, I think there's a lot of players like that nowadays. They are adaptable. You know, the way kids are trained through the FA, they do come through and are more adaptable to different positions. However, Courtney Hall's being quite young still. However, you've got players like Saar. They can only play one position. He's not a bright oh, footballer. Yeah. Yeah. He has pace and he has a little bit of skill. He has to be played in his right position. And if we're just sticking him up front, well, you might as well not play him. Might as well put Bio and. Uh, Davis up there because he yeah. isn't he isn't going to do anything all season. We have to get those players in the right place. So hopefully cool. he'll cool. stop. Great there. call, sir. Brilliant Thank you. call. Absolutely superb stuff. Uh, is, that, uh, is that your first call into us? I think it, it is. It, it is well, indeed. Please don't let it be the last. That was superb stuff. Really was Absolutely. great. Um, in that four two three one, of course. Cheers, mate. Thank you. Um, in that four two three one, he did play. Um, Saar on the right of that second line of attack. So he played Manai up front, first of all, but he got he got injured and he played Pedro behind. I think it was Semmelweide left that day um, and, uh, and and Saar playing, uh, playing that sort of inside right. So he's kind of permission to go out wide, but also permission to come in. So, you know, Louis, uh, thank you so much for holding on, everybody. Really, really appreciate it. Louis, if you hit your uh, your mic button and uh, and tell us your thoughts on uh, on the night of uh, Blackburn 2, Watford nil. Oh, well, what do you think? I mean, obviously, just <laughs> yeah. I mean, just so obviously pissed off. Um, yeah, I'm not. I'm not going to sit here and do the usual like positive out stuff. I, I think every, everything's been said that's relevant. Okay. Um, I, I just think my, my, I was listening to, to Paul's call. Out, I just found it really interesting about you know it should should Rob Edwards completely scrap this you know five two three that well, mm-hmm. he, he seemed to use at Forest Green and I I just it, it just makes me even more frustrated when I think. He's, he's got to stay with it because otherwise just if he's going to change this early and the, the players are just going to run over him because they'll just lose faith in his in basically just what he believes in and I just think that falls completely on the on the owners completely on recruitment we knew he he worked well with good right wing backs you know, Kane Wilson got what was it 13 14 assists for Forest Green yeah. was, the, was the young player no sorry the player of the season of League 2 Yes, and we've only got Mario Gaspar. I mean, it's just—it's just so dumb-witted. It's so excuse <laughs> my French. I'm, I don't want to get angry. Mm. Fucking idiotic. Well there's said. no way. <sighs> there's no way Rob Edwards has asked Mario Gaspar to be his right wing back. And I also can say that 
Jeremy Ngaku is not, he's not up to the standard. I love Jeremy. He's great at right back. He's not a right wing back. And why, why we didn't think a right wing back, why we didn't go out and get a proper Ethan Laird or a, or a Kane Wilson, whoever, why, why did we think this wasn't a good idea? You look at the back, the back eight today. It's obviously, you know, you've got the keeper, you've got the three centre-backs, you've got a left wing back, Semmer, who probably is the one creative player out of those, out of those eight. But then you've got Chowdhury, um, who is obviously slightly defensive. You've got Kayembe, who's also more defensive-minded, and a, and a right wing back in Nagakia, who probably isn't suited to going forward. Where's the link between that back eight and the front three? There just isn't any. And, pe- and people will say, okay, fine, we'll, we'll change to a 4 3 2 1, or that, that you know, that, um, sorry, 4 2 3 1, or that, that lies on Edwards to sort that out. It doesn't. They don't bring Edwards in if you're not going to back him. Don't bring him in if you don't think we've got the squad to, to support his system. It's just, it just the whole thing. Once again, like Hodgson, like Ranieri, like Flores times two, like Pearson, is a, just a <laughs> stupid appointment. If they're not going to, I'm not saying he's a stupid appointment, but. No, you're right. If you're going to appoint you get him, my back, point. back the appointment. Absolutely. If not going to back him, what's the point? What is the point? It's just, and it's just so frustrating. Um, but I, I also would say, I think the biggest loss of anyone, I think, is Kiko Firmino. He is a humongous loss to this scene. Um, he was our he was our player of the year when we got promoted what two seasons ago. Um, granted, he wasn't probably at it last year, but then again, no one was. Um, I, I just think he's an incredible miss in terms of creativity on the right with the way he works for Saar. And it's left a gaping hole at right back and right wing back, and we haven't replaced it, and it's really showing up, especially when we've, when we've got a manager who clearly likes the system which goes through that right wing back position. Um, so that, that's my thoughts on that. And I was just going to ask you, and this Carl can check on this. I no, I, I would have gone to this call and just moaned about the pozos, but I just love the thing. My thing with them is they tried to do this committee, this fan committee last year, and everyone thought they're changing. Has there been, can you guys just be honest, has there been anything since? Because if there hasn't, just honestly, I'm just, I'm so sick to death of these owners. I'm sick to death if they haven't. I don't know, but you guys can change my mind on that if you um, if you tell me if there's been anything or anything like that. No, no, no. It's, um, I, I think we we felt that the um, the communication was improving. I think the communication has improved in fairness, but that's only one element of, of, of the club. Um, and it, it was interesting today because there's always the gallows humour that will go around at any point like this, and quite rightly too. And I'm very proud of what the fans are doing. So saying, you know, can't wait to get back to training, uh, to training videos coming in soon. That'll be that'll be good to see. Anyway, we shall see. Um, Hampshire Hornet, sorry, you've been waiting for a, a long time there. Thank you very much, Louis. Much appreciated. Um, what what what's on your mind today after after that? Oh, geez. Um, what's on my mind? Yeah, geez. Firstly, firstly uh, long time listener. I, I'm not sure I like the word lurker, but we can say it there. So, uh, <laughs> no, I appreciate it. Typically, typically I'll be honest with you, I'm, I'm one of these guys that does it on a dog walk the following day on uh, on Spotify. Um, oh, right. Okay. Other, other, stre- other streaming platforms are available. But, um, yeah, and I normally listen when I've had a bit of time to chill out. But, uh, cool. do you know, I think there's there's been a few, probably a few callers on here that I just think have nailed it. Really, and, and Ron, um, pantomime villain or not, uh, as he reminds us, he's probably being proved correct with a few things. I think putting tonight aside, if we're yeah. honest, it's it's not a one-off. It's probably yet another performance in a catalogue of terrible performances mm-hmm. that we've seen from from this club. Um, 
And it's just disappointing. It's disappointing. It's quite embarrassing as well. And there's a large selection of the players there that have been consistent in their inconsistency on those performances, you know, and uh, you know, there's people like Cabaselli and, and Cathcart. And I must say, I'm not a Cathcart hater at all. Actually, I think he's, he's he does what he can do, but you've got to surround him with better players. And I think he he can't carry a team, but he's very efficient as a side note. But look, in the main, a lot of these players are kind of regressing, and they're not progressing. And then where we're at now, you know, we've got a squad. Is is it a squad or is it just a selection of of players? Um, and bar I've put a tweet previously, you know, Bar Pedro, Saar, and possibly a couple of others. Many of these players wouldn't be wanted by other clubs. So, you know, and this has been assembled by a, a recruitment team. And, you know, I think we have to use that quite, quite carefully. So look, in, in short, all of this from performance drop-offs to, to team build stem really from a lack of leadership strategy, focus, which is all driven from, from the top. And, you know, in any business, if that fails, it kind of trickles down and then it's yeah. hard to get it back. And in, without going to in personal careers, I've seen businesses fail or, you know, go to the wall because of prolonged leadership problems and businesses also collapse due to ownership stubbornness. So, you know, I think that's where we probably sit really more than anything. So look, with Watford and going back to what Carl was saying earlier on, I've been, I'm late 30s, I've been there in the 90s, uh, early 2000s, don't really remember much of the 80s if I'm pretty honest with you, but I was there uh, more uh, interested in whatever magazine I was reading at the time. But anyway, but look, I understand caution, but I do think at the same time it's a dangerous position to be in if we constantly say, be careful what you wish for, and we can then only reflect on past negatives, you know, particularly, as the caller just mentioned a minute ago, if there's not been any discernible changes with the attitude of the incumbents that we've got, which I don't think there has, as you say, communication slightly better, but really are they doing what they said they were going to do? Are they just putting sound bites out? That's very and true. That, on the last bit that you said, really conscious time, but um, you asked about, you know, kind of players in essence phoning it in today. And I think yeah. that again, harps back to a lack of leadership if they think they can get away with it, but Absolutely. you know, how they can expect anything. If I was Rob, I'd be looking at constructive dismissal if I was getting sacked. So it's um, it's it's that kind of piece. But yeah, there you go. But no, keep the, keep up the good work, guys. Uh, well done. Oh, these are some great calls. Cool. So, thank you so much. Thank you very much indeed. Let me just get it on. Right, um, Mr. Sam Uku. Sam, you know oh, the drill. I, 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 have to, I have to be a bit quiet because I'm on the top coach at the moment. Oh, oh, this will be interesting. Yeah. You don't want to yeah. you don't want to wake anyone up, Sam. No, no, no. I'm on coach one as well, so. <laughs> oh dear, dear, oh dear, oh dear. So come, come on then. What was the, uh, what, what were the scenes like? What's the atmosphere like? Having travelled to the yeah. game and well done for, for getting up there and doing it today. It's not bloody easy. So well done, sir. Oh, thanks, mate. Yeah, no, just a few things on it. I mean, I mainly talk about the Dan Batman video, uh, which has come up on. I mean, I, I put a tweet out earlier. I took a video of when Dan Batman. Uh, came and confronted some angry fans at the end. Um, a few fans started clapping the players. Um, they were quickly shut down by a couple of lads who weren't happy with that, um, which I'm sure, you know, uh, Uncle Ron will be delighted with, considering he uh, wasn't too happy with uh, people clapping the players. But uh, people were having a go at Batman because he was the player and came over and gave someone his shirt. Um, so he was the closest to the fans and... I think it was given so much abuse that eventually we just stopped and you know, turned around. I can't, I couldn't really hear what he said and I can't really make out from the video, but it seems he was saying that we're nine games in, be a bit patient and uh, stick together. 
but do you know what? Fair play to Dan for coming over, I think. Sorry, I've come off mute there. Yeah, and in fairness, I thought, especially in the first half, he had a it, <laughs> he kept the score line down, um, seemingly. Um but it's uh, it's a great shame that uh, there ends up having to be any form of kind of confrontation at the end of uh, at the end of a game. But when people have travelled the literally the, the the length of well, okay, not quite the length of the country, but you know you know what I mean. Um, it's it's difficult, and I think um, you know I, I don't think we can underestimate how I thought how well Blackburn got about us and how well they sussed us out very very quickly i thought they nullified us and they got about us and we've already said earlier on about the fact that they're doing that with a budget they're not doing that with uh, uh with 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 jack walker's previous millions this is this is a new iteration they're having to do it with owners that have not been universally well liked i mean there's there's that in common straight away but the people who are in the football department even though they moved on from tony mowbray for five years um after five years at the the close season, there still seems to be some continuity coming through, and they seem to be investing um, in in terms of the infrastructure in those young players. And I thought they put in a, a fine, hard working performance. That doesn't take away from the fact that we simply didn't show up, and so uh, so quite clearly we're looking at our lo- our wounds there. Sam, thank you for that, mate. Uh, have a safe journey back, Nick O'Reilly. Nick O'Reilly, and I think uh, that might be our, our our last quarter of the evening. Um, Nick, you're you're there. If you hit your mic button at the bottom left, you should be able to tell us uh, tell us your thoughts on on the game tonight. Well, um, hopefully you can hear me. Uh, we can indeed. Can got you good. Um, I think I think tactically, Rob Edwards was was out today, and that that worries me slightly. I know he's a young lad and he's coming through, but obviously one of the things that we hoped for was was sort of tactical nous, but. Against West Brom, mm-hmm. we were tactically outfought, and we were incredibly lucky to get a point in that game because West Brom should have should have beaten us by miles. And, and today they did a very simple thing, which is if you crowd Jao Pedro, and if we play Jao Pedro in a deeper lying role, if you crowd him, it's, it, every now and then he's going to lose the ball. And as soon as they lost the ball, they were in our half. And that's the problem that, that that you could see that a mile off in the first half. They just put three players on Jao Pedro, won the ball back. Suddenly they were they were free to release it to Brereton or Dolan against Cavaselli or, or Cathcart, and our so-called central defensive midfielders were nowhere to be seen. And I think that you know, for, from a Rob Edwards' point of view, he should have been thinking about that and thinking, well, do you know what? Perhaps it might be easier to move Jao Pedro either out to one of the wings or to move him more up top, because um, Bio was was anonymous, wasn't he? I mean, he, 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 he just didn't, didn't play at all. And I, and I just thought, I, nothing changed. And and the idea, when it said at half-time, and they said, oh, well, they're going to make a tactical change, going to bring on Gosling for Sierra Alta, I thought, well, that, that, if Gosling is the answer, then I don't know what the question was in the first place, because Gosling is not going to change the way a, a game is being played. And, and I think what was most disappointing in the second half, having changed to a back four, we still spent at least half that half passing the ball between Cavaselli and Cathcart. And there's nothing worse, I think, when you're a fan of watching aimless balls pass between two centre-halves to know that eventually it's going to be lost, which it was on numerous occasions. They had no one to pass it to, so they lost it and they were back on top of us. So so all in all, as I say, it's just I'm just a very depressed Watford fan tonight because that, that was as poor as I've seen it. And, and I'm surprised that Rob Edwards, having said, 
you know, I don't want to see a slow start again. We saw a slow start against Middlesbrough. We saw a slow start against Rotherham. I'm surprised after 20 minutes he didn't change it and didn't tactically switch it around because we were being absolutely out for And when they scored, nobody could say they didn't deserve it because they'd have been all over us and it was uh, we got away with it at West Brom. We didn't get away with it tonight. Nick, beautifully summarised. Yeah, fantastic, Nick. Absolutely spot on. Um, I mean... I don't know about anybody else, but I was sitting there watching that ball being played from left to right, and we did it as a as a three at the back, and we did it as a four. And I've I've got nothing I've got nothing against if we decide we're going to need to play direct football and and play with tempo and put their centre backs under pressure. If you decide to do that, go and do that. But instead, what we do is we so do exactly as you beautifully described there. We pass it back and forth and back and forth, and then we try to pass into midfield. They press, and if they win it, they're on and straight at our back line, as again you just described. And or if we get the ball and we manage to keep it, it comes out with no quality being played forward. It's like a, a just a howitzer going Christ knows where most of the time. If you're going to go and play play the ball, try and set yourself up with some movement as to where you're going to move the ball, and then you're going to play it, and you're going to try and move the ball and turn their defence, play in their half, try and then us squeeze up on them. We never tried to do that. We tried to just basically keep the ball, and we didn't even seemingly try to play around their 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 high block at all. Very frustrating indeed. Very frustrating indeed, Nick. Thank you so much for the call, Nick. That was beautifully summarised. Um, Nick, I don't think we've had you on before, but that's a great, great first call. Please do, please do make another call and, and come in uh, once more. That would be that would be wonderful to hear from you again. Uh, we do have Jay Solo just back in. Let's see if we can get Jay Solo in. Jay, if you hit your mic button, Jay, are you there? Yeah, I'm here. Yay! Um, yeah, we're there. We got you in finally. Go on, sir. Give give, give us the uh, give us the, the the last knockings, and then we'll kind of uh, probably move on for the. Yeah, I mean, I'm not going to say about a right wing back because sorry, people have said it, but I <laughs> yeah I've called once before. It was after the QPR game. I'm just mm-hmm. I'm just going to say Ethan Laird and move on. Um, well. Well done. For somebody who's not talking about the the right wing back, you you you've you've done you've knocked it into a into a cocked hat. Yeah. Well done. What was that? Um, just I've my main point is that we've played nine games a season. I've yeah. at the end of each half, I've only come away from three halves thinking, okay, that was quite good. The, uh, the only halves I can think of that were good have been second half against Sheffield United, first half against yeah. Burnley, and the second half against Rotherham. Yeah. Apart from that, it's been. Every half has been poor, in my opinion. I think you are spot on with that. With that, with that synopsis again. God, we're doing good summaries at this moment in time. Well done, um, crikey! And I agree. It's not it, we. We haven't played well. When we were speaking to the the, the guy we were talking about, the Blackburn, he said, "We can't believe we're on the edge of the playoffs. We've only played well in two games." Yeah. And we said we've only played well in two halves. I didn't. I don't know if I counted the Rotherham one, but uh, I think I think you're right. I think we should have done. Yeah. Where Where do you? Where do you not and not to go back to the to, to, to the recruitment, but but overall, are you still supportive of Rob? Are you looking or, or you know it, say say we lose on Saturday, are you shouting at the bench or are you shouting at the director's box? I'm shouting. I'm shouting at everyone. I'm probably shouting at my dad saying that to me. <laughs> I mean, put your tin put your tin hat on if we lose on Saturday. Yeah. I say. I mean, well done. If, That's you've a just great got, answer. You've just got to shout at, at everyone because. I don't think Rodriguez knows his best best formation because he's played four at the back, three at the back, everything at the back. So he doesn't know he doesn't know his best formation. But you know, you're talking about uh, I can't remember who it was. They were saying about the back eight. We've got no one to link defence in midfield. I do think once Luzer comes back in, that will change because I think he is that man. 
And also in Gaki, so I thought it was a complete, I know he hasn't played at all this season, but I thought it was a complete embarrassment. Yeah, I thought he was, uh, I mean, we've, we've often said that he, he his preference is to play a right-back role. Uh, that's what he's typically done. Um, has has the game moved away from him? Who knows? Because lots of people, teams play four two three one as as the modern kind of four four two equivalent. But um, yeah, no, no, he didn't. He didn't. He had a bit of a torrid. He did. Yeah, I know. I mean, obviously, it is his first game back. But like, if he's not a right wing back, then he's a right back, and a right back's job compared to a right wing back is, is to defend. And I know he was up against arguably the best forward in the league in Diaz tonight, but mm-hmm. he. He was just—I didn't see anything of him. And just my last point is, sure. when I'm um, when Watford aren't playing, I'm—I um, go to Bournemouth occasionally, um, and I will say that if we were to sack Edwards this season, I'd love to see Luke Garrard, the Bournemouth manager, come in because he's—he's done such a good job there, getting him to like the FA Cup through the FA Cup last year, uh, making him competitive in the National League. I think obviously it'd be a massive step up, but I think he'd be a great fit for the club because he's—he knows what it's about, like he's a proper English coach. I know people said that about Edwards, but that's who I'd want to see come in should Edwards leave, which I don't think he should. Cool. And of course, he has a, a wonderful Watford legend as an assistant there, Sir Boreham Wood, in, yeah. uh, in Lloyd Doyley, Lloydinia, which is great stuff. Sir, thank you very much indeed. Thank you, everybody, uh, for, 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 for calling in uh, tonight. It's uh, Let's face it, the game was a shit show. There is no two ways about that. I'm just going to quickly uh, go into some of the some of the messages that we've that we've had put through. Uh, <laughs> uh, Morris played in the under 23 side that got done five one by the Millwall under 23 games today earlier on, so he was opted into that. Um, uh, Gary put 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 uh, through some of the information that uh, that the excellent ever excellent Andrew French had put in. Um, in terms of comments that he'd had from Rob Edwards. So just in case you haven't caught it, he'd said, uh, Rob Edwards said, there was a lack of spirit and fight. We have to rectify that very, very quickly. Um, I've not looked back at the disallowed goal. I'm not sure we'd have deserved it anyway, said Rob Edwards. And then finally, and this is uh, talking with regards to what Sam said earlier on, in terms of, he said, there were some angry people in the away end. I tried to signal, I understand that at the end. I apologise to all our fans. I know that wasn't acceptable tonight. Well, we have to see what uh, what can be done to, uh, to to improve things. We shall see. We shall see. Um, Pete, Peter, before we go, just before we sum up, if uh, away, if, if if we do lose on Saturday, where are you aiming your uh, your 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 words? Are they going to the team or are they going to the to the boardroom? I would personally, I'll be shouting. <laughs> at, I'll be shouting. No, I'll be shouting at both. I've you know. I've I've coached. I've been an FA coach educator. It's not that hard to get a team with pattern and shape and identity. Genuinely, it isn't. I mean, sometimes I watch Watford, and you know, throughout the seasons, and I go, "Oh, for Christ's sake, how how we like this." However, has the manager been supported? He's either a bad appointment, or he's an appointment that you were making bad by not supporting him. And and we have not decided to go yeah, and agree. support, as had been stated explicitly by Scott Duxbury to Andrew French in the excellent articles that were put out. We will support him come hell or high water. Well, I don't know where the water is. I don't know where the hell is. But tonight was probably fairly close to to, to, to both of them in terms of a low watermark and hell on earth. He has not had the players to fit in to play his system. However, I think personally, it playing playing 
two slash three good halves of football out of nine games is underachieving. We're not pressing high. We don't have an identity yet. So yeah. I am I'm gonna be shouting at both benches for different things. I think both sides need to have a have a look at themselves and up their game personally. That's my view, but Yeah, I, fantastic. You know, yeah. It's you know, when I shout, I'm gonna be just talking because I'm a Watford fan and let's face it we've all supported we talked earlier on and uh, Ron said about you know the years we were in the third tier or or, or or where we were no matter what tier we're in we're all Watford supporters come the first come the come the the the, the, the blow of the whistle that signals the start of the game on Saturday, there is nobody here who is not going to be supporting their team, be they in the ground or, or be they not. It's at the conclusion of the game where these emotions and this reaction comes out because, well, where else is it going to go? So everybody's going to support and i don't care whether or not you put yourself in the in the in the in the positive camp or in the in the negative camp we will all support we will all cheer we will all get behind the players but the players have to have to mirror that level of commitment that level of desire and that level of investment that the club have made in them you know, we know that the club are, uh, you know, we, we've, we've been frustrated that the club haven't actually improved the back line over many years and many months. We spoke to Courtney Hawes last week and he said, actually, he first became aware of Watford because we tried to bring him in last in January. January. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Which, which preceded Rob Edwards coming in. Now, on, on one of the reviews we mentioned last week, some, somebody said, well, yeah, may, maybe, I think it was Neil, said maybe he's got kind of some authority over the, over the, the loans, but not but not the actual signings. And that could well be a part of it. But we know that they've been going for Courtney Hawes beforehand. Why it hadn't gone through, we don't know. Could be the same reason why Ishmael Asar hasn't gone. You know, there's any number of reasons why the deal won't be done. But we know they've looked and we know they've tried, but they need to look and they need to try a damn sight harder to improve it. Because when you're having people like Greg, Wendover Horn, um, coming on and saying, well, you know, I've, I've, you know, I desperately want to be positive, but I haven't got anything to be positive about tonight. That's the club letting those people down. We'd had this debate all through the close season about, you know, it, what's going to happen, and we 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 said, well, let's wait and see. Well, wait and see, and you know, once the window is closed, has the window been? As good as we would want? No, we all know it isn't. We, we know the areas we would have liked to have seen improve. We know we'd have probably wanted one extra player in, in, in defence, midfield, attack and a right wing back, ideally. But hey, you know, we, we can't have everything. We're still Watford. But have they supported Rob Edwards with the way he wants to play, the way he has played every, you know, for seven of those nine games so far, plus uh, plus the Milton Keynes song game. Um, you know, he, he's tried to set up using wing backs, so we haven't got him a wing back. Um, it's it's a frustration. So that's where we'll go. Anyway, guys, look, it's been a it's been a long night. Thank you so much for for staying up with us and listening. Thank you so much to everybody who has contributed. Thank you everybody who has listened. And we will try and get this podcast up um, uh, for those people who, who do so whilst walking their dogs in the morning when it's not raining. Hopefully. Um, Thank you ever so much for the continued support for the podcast. Um, as you know, there'll be there'll be more more podcasts coming out. There'll be uh, preview shows. There'll be all sorts of general stuff and the normal level of piss taking on social media that uh, that if we haven't become renowned for, we're doing our best to be. So look, thank you very much indeed, guys. <laughs> Carl, thank you very much, mate. And, all the best, uh, mate. We will see you all at home versus Sunderland. You Come on, you want.
Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNuggets share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? <whistles> At participating restaurants, 18 plus. Serving times, delivery free in terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.